Welcome to the Stop Dieting Podcast, hosted by best-selling, award-winning author and renowned weight loss expert, David Medansky. If you struggle to lose weight or you've lost weight and gained it back, you'll want to listen each week. Each week, you will learn tips for healthy weight loss without going on a diet, without having to follow an exercise program, without counting calories, or having to purchase special meals or products. The Stop Dieting Podcast is more than just about healthy and sustainable weight loss. You will also learn how you can have more energy, feel better, get rid of brain fog, and improve your overall health. Stay tuned for another informative and insightful episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. Welcome to another episode of Stop Dieting. I'm your host, David Medansky. And I have a special guest today who's also a friend of mine, Lawrence Cassini. And Lawrence has started in the international tobacco industry, and now he's in health and wellness area. And so we're going to talk to Lawrence about his journey and some suggestions he has for people to improve their overall health. Welcome, Lawrence. Thank you. Good morning, David. Congratulations on your book, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background? I was born in Zimbabwe, and I've lived in 13 different countries as an executive of an international tobacco company. And I had the best life imaginable because I chose to live and see the world. And the way to do it was through becoming good at whatever I was doing. That time it was tobacco. And 13 countries was an experience which was pretty amazing. And eventually, I got very concerned about the state of the health that people have around the world for different reasons. And that's when I started to get into preventive medicine. You're fluent in seven languages too, correct? That's true, yes. But not because I'm smart. I was brought up with five. And then I learned two as I got older. But yeah, it's very easy when you're young. My grandchildren, one is 11 and the other one is 10. They speak five languages already. They live in Switzerland. They speak Italian, French, Spanish, English, and now they're doing German as well. So, Oh, that's awesome. And you've been in the health and wellness area for over 25 years, correct? Yes. I started because I was very concerned about about the quality of our food going down. I remember years ago, long time ago, I was living in Colombia and I was on the board of directors of national planning. And I remember we saw a huge percentage of little girls of seven, eight, having menstrual cycles, little boys and little girls of 12 having facial hair and little boys of 11, 12, having breasts. What's going on? And I'm talking about 35 years ago. And we started to investigate that and say, why? And we found that the cheapest form of protein was chicken. And the chicken had come from these massive batteries of chicken farms where the farmers have the chickens in these little cages. They have the light on 24-7. So the chicken eats all day and night. They one cage on top of the other. So 
the hygiene is practically non-existent. So they also have a lot of antibiotics, but they inject them with hormones to grow really quick. And so what happened was if a child is, you know, 60 pounds or something, 50, 60 pounds of weight, and he's eating a chicken three times a week, he has or she has a disproportionate intake of some of these hormones that have been injected into these chickens. And the hormone imbalance caused all these kids to have all these anomalies. And that's what sparked me off. And I said, that's not fair. That's not even good. It's really bad. That's interesting because I recently saw pictures of what a chicken, the size of a chicken back in the 1940s and 1950s compared to today. And today's chickens are four times the size of what it was back in the 1940s and 50s. In fact, my wife bought some chicken breasts at the grocery store and I looked at it and I said, why did you get these? These are too big. They're not natural. No chicken gets that big. So I refused to eat it. We ended up throwing it out because I said, this is toxic. It can't be good for you. Well, you're right. In fact, right now, in this minute, I'm at a, an organic food place and the chickens look like pigeons compared to what the normal chickens look like in the average supermarket. Because these are really normal scratch chickens eating you know, the seeds from grass instead of eating all this other stuff we feed them. So when we consider that the other thing that makes it very important for me, made it important, was when you consider that approximately 70% of non-communicable diseases are preventable. What? Yes. Vascular disease, hypertension, diabetes type 2, and many cancers are preventable. So we look and say, well, why are we spending 80% of our healthcare budget trying to fix what's preventable? Well, of course, it's money. But if we look at these diseases and we say, you know, cardiovascular disease, well, go and talk to your average cardiologist and ask him what he knows about nutrition. You're going to be surprised. Yeah, they don't know very much. That's a good point. In fact, more people die from food-related issues than from smoking and drinking and car accidents each year. So when you talk about cardiovascular disease and other diseases, it's all food-related for 98% of that. As you mentioned, it's preventable. And that's what you focus on, correct, is preventative medicine? Yeah, I started off 20-some years ago here in America looking at corporations. And I was saying, how many employees you got? They would say, you know, 400. I'd say, okay, cool. How many absentee days did you have? And they'd say, well, I don't know, and we calculated. So we'd calculate, and I'd say, okay, calculating that in money, whatever I can save you in absentee days, we'll calculate that and we'll split it 50-50. And the corporations would say, that's fine. 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. So I started doing that and I'd start going into the corporations looking at commonsensical stuff. Even looking at ergonomics, a six foot four person sitting in the same chair as a guy who's five foot six or five foot four. So one of them's got a stiff neck and the other one's stretching like crazy. The size of the desk, the quality of the air, the lighting, where the computers are, the distance to the computers, the 
posture, the circulation, all of these things had to do with understanding. And then, of course, I would joke about it and I'd say, what is your major problem? Oh, my back, my back, really bad. I'd say, okay, cool. What car do you drive? Oh, I've got the latest, uh, whatever model, fancy, whatever. And I'd say, great. How much is that? Well, it's $60,000. I'd say, great. And how much is your bed? What? How much <laughs> bed? You spend 30% of your life on your bed and you spend maybe two hours a day or an hour a day in your car. But 30% of your life on your bed? I'm not surprised you've got a bad back because you've got a crappy bed. Well, not only that, as you know, the quality of sleep is very important to healthy weight, overall health. And most people don't get good quality sleep of seven to eight hours a night. So having a very good bed is important. So it's worth the investment into purchasing a comfortable bed that'll help you sleep better. The immune system is huge. And the immune system is strengthened with at least eight hours of good sleep every night. You know, even there, just as an example, I visited a doctor the other day and the nurse, you know, she said, I eat like a rabbit. I'm really healthy, very, very healthy, phenomenal. And so I have a device that measures your level of antioxidants, which is called a biophotonic scanner. It was developed by the University of Utah funded by the NIH, won the Nobel Prize for Science. So it's pretty serious stuff. So in 30 seconds, using Raman spectroscopy, which is still used in the Hubble telescope, I scanned her and her score was terrible. And I said, whoa, I thought you said you eat well. She said, I eat like a rabbit. I'm the healthiest eater here. And I said, well, your score is like a diabetic obese, sick person. My next question was, do you sleep? And she said, no, I've got PTSD, very troubled. So even ate really well, good uh, vegan diet is possible. The score was terrible. And then the other thing as an example was with my accountant a day before yesterday and her two assistants I had scanned them in October, a few months ago, and they scanned, not terrible, just a little bit over average American because they try to eat well. And I saw them the day before yesterday, and they've lost 30 pounds. And I said, whoa, dude, how'd you do that? Well, we're on a diet of meat. Oh, they're on the keto diet. And they were like, I mean, the lowest score possible, diabetics, obese, smokers. Wow. That device, it's about the size of a football, correct? Sorry? The size of your device that measures the scans, it's about the size of a football? Yeah, I'll show it to you. I've got it here. It's a little thing here. And we have this device, which we put with physicians. That measures the anti-level oxidants and the carotenoids in people? It was developed to measure macular degeneration in the eyes by the University of Utah and uses a technology which, in fact, I heard yesterday or day before, is now also on this latest rocket that's gone to space. And they're using it to also to measure things on Earth from the space, but it's also Raman spectroscopy.
for people who don't understand that, that's using blue light, correct? Okay, so it's a blue light that goes into the palm of the hand at 478 nanometers, bounces off the carotenoids, which are your largest family of antioxidants. They're the foot soldiers. They bounce back at 516 nanometers as a green light, and it measures your level of antioxidants. And the antioxidants are your defenses against free radicals, free radicals, what the name implies, that cause oxidative stress and premature aging of the cells. So if we're able to measure your level of antioxidants, it's a way of measuring your immune system as far as free radicals are concerned. So this is something that is non-invasive. So in other words, no one gets poked or no blood is drawn. And the results are, as you mentioned, within 30 seconds, it's almost immediate, correct? The big thing about this is that it's in real time. You know, if you say to your patient, your cholesterol is 300, they're going to say, yay, is that good? No, it's terrible, but it's just a number. It goes in one ear and comes out the other. But if there's a visual and you say, you're supposed to be at this level and you're at this level, then they say, oh, how do I get to that level and then you say well the best thing to do is go to whole foods and park yourself in there and eat like a rabbit <laughs> or buy your book <laughs> yeah i appreciate that title of my book which lawrence is referring to is break the chains of dieting now is there a way for someone to improve their antioxidant levels and to increase their nutritional value because a lot of the food is depleted from nutrition because of what they've done to the food and how they process it. So it's not as nutritious as it was back in the 1940s and 50s or further back than that. In fact, I read somewhere that the nutritional value is decreased by 30%. So is there something somewhere people can get a way to increase their antioxidant levels and increase their nutritional value? Well, the big thing is that what you've just said, David, the quality of our food has gone to hell. The compaction of the soils, GMO, pesticides, herbicides, the way we harvest greed, a whole chain reaction of bad news. And in fact, I just came back from Europe. I was there for a month on vacation. My wife is astounded. Every year, you know, we go, but every year she's more astounded at the incredible difference of quality of the food we have here. Even though everything we eat is organic and we try and eat healthy, but by comparison to where it is, there's no match. For example, if you cut a tomato in the kitchen and you are, you know, 30 feet away in Italy, you can smell it. Here, you can't smell a thing. It doesn't smell of anything. In fact, let me give you a good example. I had a friend who lives in Utah, and she came with her kids for a weekend, long weekend, and she had three kids. One was nine, and the other was, I don't know, 15 and so on. And they came to the house, and the nine-year-old said, Mom, I'm hungry. So I pointed to a bowl of fruit that we had on the table, and he picked a banana. He bit into the banana, and he said, Mom, it tastes funny. And I said, what? So the mom tried the banana, and she said, yeah doesn't taste like a banana. 
appetite, took a banana and I tasted it, and I said, what's wrong with it? <laughs> this was organic. And they used to not organic. And a little nine-year-old kid was the one who detected that. It was a, by the way, casual comment. It doesn't taste right of what he's used to. And the difference is that ours, everything is organic. So quality of what we eat is hugely important. That's what they're finding out in research is that kids who eat a lot of fast foods and processed foods and the junk foods, their taste buds have been altered so that when they eat a piece of fresh fruit or vegetables, it tastes bitter and sour to them. And people who alter their diets and improve it, all of a sudden, those things that tasted bitter and sour start tasting sweeter. And then the processed foods start tasting bad. So that's important for the audience to recognize is that our taste buds are affected by what we're eating also. David, yesterday, in fact, today on my mindset talk at 9.30 Eastern time every Friday, today, Dan Burke and I were talking about a statistic that came from the CDC yesterday. My wife called me at about 10 o'clock to tell me, she said, we're moving to Italy. She's got this little thing about moving to Italy now. So I looked at the statistic. It had many of the countries in Europe and the US. The US longevity, longevity is going like this. In Europe, the longevity is going like that. And the cost of health in the States is going like this. And the cost of medicine in Europe is down there. So by coincidence, Dan Burke found the same statistics and he called me and he said, oh my gosh, he said, look at this. <laughs> the cost of medicine here, and I'll send it to you. Then we took some stuff from the CDC and the statistics are, in fact, I think I can even do it this way. I'll try and bring it up here and I'll give you some statistics which will blow you away. While you're doing that, I can share with the audience that if you're over age 50, there's an 80% probability that you're a type 2 diabetic or pre-diabetic. And if you're a pre-diabetic, what that means is if you do not change your eating habits and lifestyle in the next seven years, you will become a full-blown type 2 diabetic. Imagine that, Lawrence. 80%, 8 out of 10 people who are over age 50 are either a type 2 diabetic or pre-diabetic. And as you know, that's all preventable just by changing our eating habits. I totally understand. So here I've got the statistics. So it says annually, listen to this, annually 300,000 premature deaths in the U.S. can be attributed to obesity. 300,000 premature deaths each year. Out of all bankruptcies, 62% are caused by high medical bills. This is from the CDC now. Here's another one. Global healthcare spending will cross the 10 trillion mark by 2022. 10 trillion. Wow. But in 2018, four years ago, 3.7 trillion was spent on healthcare related goods and services. That's 18% of the nation's gross domestic product. That is to say, 40% of the world's spending on healthcare, listen to this, 40% of the world's spending on healthcare related goods and services is in America. 
That's six years ago. Wow. I find in researching for my books is that the weight loss and diet industry was $61 billion about five or six years ago. Today, it's over $72 billion. So it's increased. And yet, Americans are getting fatter and fatter. So obviously, those national diet programs and the food industry with their diet foods, it's not working because if it did, we'd all be healthier and thinner. And so unfortunately, as a lawyer, I've learned to distinguish between honest and dishonest people. And in the food and weight loss industry, there's a lot more dishonest people than honest people. In fact, the food and weight loss industries pay millions and millions of dollars to psychologists and marketing experts to learn how to manipulate the public into buying their goods and services. And many of them don't work. And a lot of them are unhealthy for you too. Well, you know, David, in America, everybody is wants an instant fix. You know, it takes them 20 years to put on weight and then they want to take it off tomorrow morning. They want to lose 20 pounds by tonight. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And as we know, diets tend to be temporary, extreme, hard to stick with, and a lot of them are potentially dangerous. And as you mentioned, the national brands will advertise to lose 15, 20, 30 pounds your first month guarantee. And you and I understand that's not sustainable. And in fact, people who lose weight on a diet, 90% of them will gain it all back within a year, some even more, because what happens is people lose the weight, they reach a goal, and then they revert back to their poor eating habits and they don't change their lifestyle. So that's what you and I advocate is improving our eating habits and lifestyles to make it maintainable and sustainable. So let me know about the products. You work with Pharmanex on their nutritional supplements, correct? Yeah, we've got 75 full-time employed scientists and the company's 5A1 rated on the stock market, which means it's a proven track record and everything is open to public scrutiny. But most important, it was rated among the top 100 most trustworthy mid-cap companies in the U.S. by Forbes. So, for example, this week they came out with a new product, which is for metabolic syndrome. So, even though you and I advocate to eat healthy and go and learn about eating healthy and lifestyle choices, but everybody still wants a pill. So, we have that. That the reason we spent a hundred million dollars in this little device, nutritional lie detector thing that I've got here, hundred million dollars in that was to be able to test, measure, prove, and guarantee that if you make the right choices, you can get positive results. And our supplements will actually do that. They're listed in the PDR, the Physician's Desk Reference, because the world in America has been indoctrinated with wanting a pill. And to my understanding, the Pharmanex products are the only supplements that are listed in the PDR, correct? They were the only. I don't know if they still are. They may well be still the only one. We're not a pharmaceutical company. and We're listed. We were also one of the recommended nutritional sponsors for the Olympic Games. So, you know, we've got some really valid 
stuff there. There are more than 85 studies from Yale, Stanford, Harvard, all validating what we have and what the products are and this, the device, which is now being called a nutritional lie detector. That's fantastic. What's the best way for the audience, if they're interested, to reach out to you and get more information about the you know, scanner, where they can get scanned to test their nutritional, you know, oxidation, carotenoid levels, and also, you know, to possibly get some of the Pharmanix supplements. What's a good way for them to contact you? That's actually very kind of you. Either, you know, if they contact you or I'm holding this thing up with one hand now. So other Lawrence Kazan at Gmail on my Gmail or my phone number is 954 954- Six one four six five four zero. That's nine five four six one four six five four zero. That's my cell phone. And what was your email again? Lawrence L A W R E N C E C A Z A N at Gmail. Lawrence Kazan at Gmail. You're also on LinkedIn, correct? Yes, Lawrence Kazan Cassini. Lawrence Kazan, and then Cassini is C-A, S is in sugar, S is in sugar, I and I. That's awesome. We're almost out of time, and I really do appreciate your taking the time from your busy schedule to spend with us in the audience and providing your knowledge. What can you tell us as one final or tip or suggestion for the audience? I have three questions always for people. Not what you like to do or stuff like that, but who are you? How well do you know yourself? Because you say, who are you? And how well do you know yourself? Then you'll understand if you've got discipline, if you are disciplined, and know what you want. Third thing, you could say, well, I really don't care. or I'm more interested in hunting or something. So those three questions, if you know who you are, you know how well you know yourself, that is also important because when things are good, we all love each other. But when there's a hiccup, then all the claws come out, the nails come out, then true colors come out. So we've got to know who we are, how we behave in good times and in bad times. And we've got to know what we want. I'm particularly interested in living as long as possible, as healthy as possible. I'm 76. I ride horses. I swim. I do Pilates every single day. I ride my bike. I walk two or three miles every day. Age is just a number. I don't care. I understand what you're saying about age because, as you know, I'm 67, and I just got back from hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. So that was a fantastic experience. And that's what I tell people. Age is just a number. And if you put your mind to things, you can do what you want. But more importantly, I'm with you about living as long as possible and as healthy as possible. And that's why... I made my lifestyle changes over six years ago. Of course, back then I was told if I didn't, I had a 95% chance for a fatal heart attack. So I had a lot of motivation to do that. And so that's what I hope the audience will get from this is that it's never too late and you can always improve and change your health and your lifestyle to improve the quality of your life. So you have more energy, you feel better, you look better, you get rid of the brain fog and have better mental clarity. And you do improve your overall health. And I do recommend the Pharmanex products because I do take them myself. So I appreciate that, Lawrence. We're out of time. I thank you for being the guest today. 
And I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, David. You're a rock star. Keep leading by example. Thank you. Thanks, Lawrence. Thanks for listening to the Stop Dieting Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe so you won't miss a single episode to get more healthy eating and lifestyle tips. Motivate and inspire others to be healthy by sharing with your friends. 